Morning all, last day of January, January 31, the big sports breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, wherever and however you are listening, good morning for a lot of people. It is, uh, well, back to school, back to school for the pupster and uh, all the mums and dads out there putting the kids on the buses, etc. Loza, the Coroni had a lot of feedback yesterday. I saw one in the back of the fridge last night, though. I forgot to have a look to see where it was brewed. But oh, you uh, didn't have a look? No, I didn't have a look. Right. Yeah, it was too far back. There was a lot of stuff to get through. Right. Well, but, yeah. I'm sure everyone has got their own opinion on their Corona beers and what they will do going forward. But I'll be looking out exclusively for the ones that are made in Mexico. The brown box. The brown box. How are you, pup? Good morning, boys. Happy Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it's a big week in a lot of households, Mido. Um, in New South Wales, kids are back at school. Um, love my daughter to bits, but thank God, <laughs> Daddy daycare's out of uh, out of ideas. Um, what was yeah. the most creative thing you came up with? Would you say in the last six weeks? Oh, it's not really creative, but I got to a stage where my my little girl she doesn't she loves sport, she likes being active, but she just if it's like it's been, it's been quite humid the last week, the last couple of weeks. So she doesn't want to go for. I like going for a walk or get her on the scooter or get her on the bike, just something during the day. But because it's been so humid, she hasn't wanted to. So, um, she sees me go own a gym at the house. So she sees me go to the gym every day, and she's not a fan. I can't really get her into the gym very often. Mm. Maybe occasionally, just to, like she's eight, just to mess around. So. I took her down the road. There's a shop just down the road that sells like kids sports attire. You know, you, they see she sees a mum wearing the uh, bike shorts or the long nah, leggings right. and a sport top. So the active wear. I tried, I tried the, the reverse theory. I went and bought her the outfit first to see if that'd get her into the gym. Now she's on the treadmill every day. She's become a what is she? No, eight. Eight. She's become a gym junkie. Oh, so. Geez. Which I I'd like I like her to do some sort of active thing every single day because I I'm not that disciplined with what she eats. I'm like same as when I was a kid. I didn't love my veggies. I like spoiling her with, you know, eat some chocolate or lollies or ice cream for dessert. How many eight year olds and, love their veggies? Yeah, I know. And school holidays as well. So my theory is a little bit like myself. Let's burn a few cows so we can put them in. So mate, <laughs> now she's every day. Yesterday she was telling me to go to the gym. Um, so yeah, you mate, but you try everything. We spent, this summer was unreal. We spent so much time, beach, pool, uh, family. I had her cousins. She's, she loves seeing her cousins on both sides, Kylie's side and, and my side as well. So, and single child as well. So I think that's probably what she misses the most when she's at school. She's with all the friends. So my goal this summer was to make sure she's around cousins, school friends, family as much as we could. So, but like I say. Man, it's not rainbows and butterflies. You, you run out of ideas and you're sitting there thinking, oh, what's today going to bring? Um, bring on school, for sure. Bring on race one, number one today on the Kenzo track at Ramwick. has uh, been well documented in the News Corp press by Ray Thomas and others as well. But Matt Damon, Hollywood superstar, has, uh, well, he's in the ownership of a horse called Dale, and uh, it's named after Dale Doback for, for all the Step Brothers fans out there. Uh, one of the great movies, great comedies. 
uh, as apparently it's the movie that he and his 17-year-old daughter love watching together. So they named the horse Dale, and it's been, well, as, as of last night, was 16 into $6. So Matt Damon has a horse running on the Kenzo today. Got to get him on the show, surely, at some point. Uh, but on Foxy Cleopatra Laws, what's the latest? What have you got for us there with the Foxster? Uh, she should be back soon. I'm thinking... It's Feb 10 a Saturday. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got Feb 10 in my mind. Right. I reckon Feb 6 is a Saturday. Feb 6. I think she's... Oh, uh, no, no. No, sorry. Feb I'm thinking March. Saturday. Feb 10 is yeah. a Saturday. Sorry, March. Well, she's making a return then. So it's Saturday week. Saturday week. Okay. Around the corner. Wherever they're racing right. on the 10th. I received an email early in the week. She had a trial... Must have been yesterday, so I would have received another email at some point, either last night or yesterday or today. I'll get one. She had a trial yesterday. Was going to have a trial, and the plan was to. There's a race. I think it's a listed race or a Group Three race over sixteen hundred. Yeah, it's the the Carline Cup. That's I reckon. the one. That's the one. The Carline Cup over the mile, two hundred thousand dollar race, Caulfield. Caulfield. It's on, uh, well, it's the All States that day. That rings a bell. Blue, Blue Diamond yeah. Prelude Day down there. So Saturday week, Carline Cup, keep an eye out. And considering what she did first up, first up at Flemington, mm. which I think was that over the mile as well. It was over the mile. We weren't expecting her to do too much first up. But she flew home. So mm. I, I don't know. We've always under the impression that she was always going to be better further. So 1,600 was going to be a touch too short. But the way that she she finished that race Mm. um, suggested that that is not too short and um, good starting point for the autumn. We might have to keep an eye on that all-in market for the Carline Cup when it comes out uh, next week then. By the way, uh, the Socceroos, their opponents in the quarterfinals of the Asian Cup still being decided. And this match between Saudi Arabia and South Korea looks headed to to penalties. It's very deep into extra time. And it was high drama at the end of normal time because Saudi Arabia took the lead just after halftime, led 1-0. And then in the ninth minute of 10 minutes stoppage time, South Korea have scored. Uh, so hence it went to extra time. And here we are on the cusp of penalties between Saudi Arabia and South Korea. Big, big advantage for the Socceroos. Massive advantage. They played two, what, two on the extra, Yeah, two, two extra days rest, plus this game's gone to extra time. Yeah. The old no excuses. Well, a lot of people are saying we haven't played our best, but we've been winning. And that's all you can do at a tournament. But we need to step it up another gear in the quarterfinal. But... Um, both these sides, whoever gets through, are going to be stronger opposition than we've faced. But hopefully the Socceroos can get through to that semi-final stage. You know? And, and, and that would be a pass mark if we get through to the semi-finals, at least. Definitely. You know, we definitely want to try and win it. But if we can get through to the semi-final, you'd say that's a pass mark. We've got Bulldog in this morning, just after 7 o'clock, back for the year. Uh, of course, co-hosted the Sunday show. Lee Breers as well, Broncos assistant coach, who had a decorated career there at Warrington over a couple of decades, uh, moved 
out here with his family. He went and was an assistant at Wigan and then moved out here with his family ahead of last season. And, of course, uh, well, he's the Broncos' attacking coach, so... He's got some uh, stars at his disposal, to say the least. So he'll he'll speak to us just after 8 o'clock this morning. And uh, they're on the second line of betting behind the Panthers, as you'd expect. And uh, we'll continue our season previews as well. And the Dragons are up today. So we'll get Loz's thoughts on the Dragons. We've had a bit of a weird off-season. Had all that situation around Ronald Volkman, but new coach there, Shane Flanagan. Uh, so we'll deep dive into the Dragons and their predicament for season 2024 as well today. Uh, just uh, Wayne Bennett, we were speaking about him yesterday, one of the big headlines all year. Uh, will certainly be what Wayne does in 2025 with Christian Wolf taking over at the Dolphins from next season. And uh, already reports that uh, the Dolphins coach, he's applied to take over from Michael Maguire as New Zealand coach, and he's had previous history around uh, New Zealand Rugby League. 74 years of age now. He has confirmed he is keen. Uh, the New Zealand Rugby League wants to make a call by the end of February. So a month away. They want to make a call on who their next coach is. It'll be interesting because they're seemingly, when Michael Maguire got the New South Wales job loss, it seemed like some of the old boys over there was, were really pushing for one of their own. And the likes of Stacey Jones and Nathan Kalis are in the mix for mm. this. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Wayne Bennett, we know Wayne Bennett's Wayne Bennett with all those credentials and it's experience. It's pretty hard to say no to Wayne Bennett uh, when he offers himself up. You'd take a chance on a young rookie coach. Yes, I'd prefer, this is me just speaking out aloud, if you had the right person to coach New Zealand being a Kiwi, I think that would be the way to go. But if you haven't got someone there as good as what you can take up, and that is to give Wayne Bennett the opportunity to coach New Zealand, I think you'd be mad not to. Wayne is obviously looking for a, a job at the end of this year. Uh, whether that would be enough to satisfy him or not, I don't know. Um, but I think that he's had previous success there. He knows and has the respect of the playing group. I think he would be an ideal candidate. Question here from Doc on where Pretty Wild is, but uh, she's been sold. She's off to make some babies. She's, yes, enjoying herself. Mm. There you go. Mm. Two wins. We got a thrill out of it. Oh, yeah. Then I'll have to go again, won't I? <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. Your favourite chips, you know, yeah. Pringles. I got Someone tweeted me about them too, saying they saw someone eating them in public. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dog gone. Uh, Bulldog story on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today. Mission complete. Gus takes no prisoners prisoners in record player cull. And uh, this story just about how the Bulldogs of 2021, no player from the top 30 squad of that year remains. That is how quick and how brutal uh, the turnover of that roster has been. But when they got Phil Gould in, etc. That was always going to happen, Loz, wasn't it? They were going. They, they needed to turn that roster over at the time. Well, something they were in had a to deep, change. dark hole, and uh, that's what's happened. Yeah, something's had to change, and it's no surprise with Gus going in there, and that's what he was signed on to do. He's a he's a guy that wants to make change. He wants to try and get there uh, as quickly as what he possibly can, but he knows that it's not a snap your fingers and you get the job done. It's about a building process they have to go through. They've got to turn that roster over. They've got to make sure that they strengthen their pathways. They create more opportunities. 
Um, and I think they were quoted in the paper there as saying that they're relying on their young talent coming through their academy system. So the Bulldogs, I still think it'll be a, another um, tough year for them, um, but I think they'll improve on last year. Um, you know, I think that no one expected what happened last year to them. Uh, they conceded plenty of points defensively. They were shocking. Um, but I reckon this year, with another year of experience from the coach, uh, getting more senior hardened NRL players into the squad, uh, I think that's a bonus for the Bulldogs. Uh, the Wayne Bennett stories back page of the Daily Telly as well. Bennett back in black is the headline there. It's also on the back page of the Courier Mail. Benny back in black. Uh, Dolphins coach leads charge for Kiwi job. Back page of the Australian as well. Coaching feud may reignite as Kiwis shortlist Bennett for top job. Uh, looking at a potential Mal Meninga v Wayne Bennett. Australia v New Zealand coaching matchup should that eventuate. Uh, heading towards the 2026 Rugby League World Cup as well. Also, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald today. Look who's turned up at Tiger Town. A story here about how Greg Inglis has been brought in just as sort of a mentor to Jareem Buller. And that, that's a good move from the Tigers. Uh, young uh, fullback who we saw just you know, take, well, in his rookie year, really, take the NRL by storm, considering how inexperienced he was and the impact that he had lost. Yeah, and playing in the Tigers team that wasn't doing so well. Um, obviously got an opportunity, took that opportunity, and now he signed a, a massive deal going forward with the Tigers. Uh, what better player or ex-player to have as a role model and a mentor? Greg Inglis, you know, he he was one of the, the game's best fullbacks, uh, great fullbacks, I should say. Uh, Is he no longer with South, Inglis? I thought he was doing some stuff for South, wasn't he? Uh, he was. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know he's got a relationship with Shane Richardson, so mm. it might have been... Uh, the CEO who got him in to do some work. I think it's just a mentoring role. I don't know whether it's a, a paid gig where you, you're going to be there for you know, two or three days a week a part of the coaching staff. I, I think it's more just pop in when you get a bit of time and mm. take this young bloke under your wing, talk to him if you've got a bit of time and if you could pop in once a week or once a fortnight or whatever it may be when you've got some time, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd obviously love to have you here. Melbourne Storm, also on the back page of the Herald today. Struggle with self-doubt sparked slump. Munster, Kebron Munster talking about how uh, his confidence took a hit even after, well, Queensland's origin triumph in game three. Yeah, he said sure. He's, his knee gave him issues over time, but he also uh, has been working with the club's uh, psychologist throughout the off-season to ensure he's mentally in a good spot uh, and believing in himself to make an impact in 2024. Saw on the news last night, Channel 9 as well, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, he's expecting to play in one of the team's trial games and should be back for round one. They've got Penrith and uh, noting the Storm's round one record, of course. They haven't lost in round one for, what, 20-something years now since Craig Bellamy took over as coach. And they got the Premiers in round one, but it uh, looks like Pappenhausen will be back for that. Oh, that's a big bonus for the Storm. You can get sure. Pappenhausen back into the team. But you're right with Munster. I thought Munster, he dropped off his form last year. It looked like he second-guessed himself a lot, and that's not like Cameron Munster. Munster's one of these guys that just plays what he sees. Um, yes, he's got a bit of structure to his game, but when he's just got the ball in his hands, he's moving across field, and then all of a sudden he does the unexpected. That's what we've come to see from, from Munster, but we didn't see a lot of it last year. 
Uh, I don't know why that was the case. But the Melbourne Storm, while they, I think they finished third last year. Mm. That was a great effort because their forwards got smashed. When they came up against big, aggressive teams, they, oh. their middles were, 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 were getting hammered or their forward packs. So that's an area of their game they've got to improve uh, if they want to compete against the likes of a, a Broncos or a, a Penrith in particular. Well, in they the got murdered final. in that preliminary that's final. That's preliminary mm. final. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fisher-Harris and, and Leota. Uh, Spencer Lina, they were just too big and f- strong for them. Also a story about the Melbourne Rebels on the back page of the Herald. Rebels vow to fight on field despite club strife. So they've been placed into voluntary administration officially. There's no guarantees beyond this season. They start their campaign in Super Rugby against the Brumbies at Amy Park on Feb 23. Uh, they're in million dollars of debt and its chairman has stood down and uh, that looks ominous. As far so they'll get through this season because the license has been handed back to, to Rugby mm. Australia. Well, they haven't got the money, Rugby Australia. They can get them through this year, as they've said. But there has been some talk about the Brumbies possibly moving to Melbourne, but that or some like, sort of merger. Well, some sort of merger, but I think they wanted the Brumbies to move. I think they wanted okay. a footprint in Melbourne, and I don't think that that will be the case now. I think the Brumbies will certainly hold their own. Well, as you know, Laws Canberra people will walk away from that. Oh, they wouldn't support it. No. If you're only playing two or three games a year there. Mm. Um, but I can understand why you'd want a team in Melbourne. Uh, what's the second biggest state in Australia? Um, well, the population of Melbourne, there. they reckon, is taking over Sydney pretty soon. Mm. So, you know, I, I think if you've got a national competition, you've got to have a, a team... In, in Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, the Brumbies wouldn't support having two or three games mm. a year down in Canberra. But it's been long talked about, well, pretty much since expansion in Super Rugby happened, do we have the cattle to support five professional rugby teams in Australia at the provincial level? Well, it might be a blessing. It might be a blessing that the, the Rebels fold and they don't have to get rid of a team because we saw what happened with over there in Perth. Mm. Um they were disappointed, disenchanted, a um, lot of backlash uh, from that decision to get rid of that team. But they're now back into the competition. But I still think if you've, if you've got a, a rugby union or a super rugby uh, competition, you'd, you'd think you'd need a team in Melbourne, wouldn't you? Yeah. The thing is, it's never been greatly supported. Perth always had a following. The force have always had this sort of niche following over there. Mm. The Rebels just... <laughs> Initially, when it first started, yeah, they used to get success. twelve to 15,000. Yeah. Now, oh, not many going to those games. Tonight, Pup, the Allen Border medal's on. One of your favourites. tonight, is it? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Long oh, Marsh to medal. No, Will it be Mitch Perfect? Headline back page of the Courier Mail. Mitch Marsh is the one talked about as probably getting the AB medal contender. tonight. contender. I think Mitch Marsh, Paddy Cummins, uh, Usman Kawadra, I think, is a guarantee for Test Player of the Year. Uh, he didn't play the shorter forms, but Mitch has had success in yeah in all formats. Um, yeah, interesting. Oh, look, I, it's the fact it's named after Alan Border that plays a significant part in how special it is. Don't get me wrong. I I was just never a big one for individual accolades. Um, yes, it's special. Yes, you're grateful. Yes, you're you know you're proud of your achievements. But generally, when we had it as well, it was very hard to celebrate because you were either taken off for 
a tour the mm. next day, or you Still had, had games. You to had go. a game the next day or the yeah. day after. You had to get on a plane and go. So it wasn't really like I think the players would love it to be end of season drink celebrate the year we just had but when is the end of season well, that's that's the that's the thing now and, and has been for a long time there's just so much cricket and the boys have got a one day around the corner so i can't imagine too many of them having a big night um but i look, good luck to, to everyone and and congratulations to to anyone that wins um that wins something tonight but yeah it's uh it's been a huge huge 12 months um for the aussie boys so it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. But, yeah, I think Mitch Marsh is um, – well, Mitch is the favourite, isn't he? Well, Steve Smith won his fourth last year, and that equaled your good self and Ricky Ponting. So, four – because the award's been going, I think, since 2000. And it's good that, you know, a national sport should have an annual awards night. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So, uh, it's on tonight. I believe Hard it's on to win Fox if you're not KO. playing – all three formats. Need all three formats. I think that's. Yep. I think that's the only thing about it that. But but that's even that. That's okay if you play like Usman Khawaja, for example, only plays Test cricket at the moment, or Nathan Lyon only plays Test cricket at the moment. There's still, you know, that accolades there for Test cricket, but very hard to win the Allen Border Medal if you're only playing one form.